Hey everybody, first off, welcome to the Primary Attribute Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us. I'm Ian, I'm the GM of the podcast, I use they them pronouns, and I was editing this episode when I realized that we forgot to introduce ourselves at the start. So rather than trying to awkwardly edit in the intro from a different episode, I thought it might just be easier if I just pop in here and make sure you know everyone's names and pronouns and characters. So first off, we have... Wit playing Grix, the Cobalt Illusionist. Both of them use he-him pronouns. We have Adam playing Vons, the Foxfolk Alchemist. Both of them use he-him pronouns. We have Aaron, who is playing Erisene, the Half-Elf Assassin and Socialite. Aaron uses she and they pronouns. Erisene uses she-her pronouns. And lastly, we have Kelly who is playing Wealthy Taylor, the halfling wizard, and both character and player use she, her pronouns. And with that, let's get on with the show. Okay, so y'all are outside the Gwendoloo, or going into the Gwendoloo. Does any particular half of the group want to go first? Did we find anything in the dumpster? Yeah. All right, dumpster divers, we'll get to go first. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Surfing that trash. So in the dumpster, you find, um, well, a lot of trash. There's, you know, food refuse and broken things and stuff like that. The main thing you notice is that there's kind of a lack of alcohol bottles for how much this place should go through. Hmm. It could be that, like, this city is running off... A relatively abundant but limited set of resources. So it could be that they're reusing them for something else inside. That said, even on bars that do that, you would expect there to at least be like a bin out here with the bottles in them. And that's not around either. Hmm. And you also, especially Vaughn's because you like to sniff. (laughs) Given what you've seen and what you know would probably be required to make a fancy glowing drink you're not smelling any alchemical components in this dumpster okay hmm i ask vons uh is it possible they're using kegs well if there were kegs of something glowing probably still see some trace elements of something back here right you would think well that's a that's a ponderable so so all we're seeing is that there's no no place that we would expect, no refuse that indicates alcohol is being served within the within the club. Or that there's less of it than you would expect. Or that there's less of it. And certainly nothing that explains glowy drinks. Yeah, yes. this, what they're serving isn't just hooch. They're serving something, but it's it's not the typical stuff. Well, I say let's go inside and see what's going on. All right. Well, I'm going to sneak in the back and see if I can get into the kitchen. I will be right behind you. This is responsible and good and nothing bad will happen. (laughs) (laughs) So as you guys creep around to the kitchen entrance, we're going to jump on over to Grix and Erisine, who are walking in the front. Or at least will be. There is a very large bouncer-looking fellow. Another minotaur. Blocking your way. Ericene sort of like pulls her like cowl down 
and like flashes like a cute smile and it's like hi we're just like waiting around hey. for our friends and we noticed like everyone keeps like walking around with the like those gorgeous looking glowing drinks so we asked them where they got them and they said it's here could we get in is there a cover charge I mean, it's a little early in the day, but, you know. And she, like, winks. Just gives you this long, level look. And then steps aside silently and lets you in. Uh, yeah, boss. Uh, what she said. <laughs> he rolls and his I eyes at you. Saunter in. lets you. Does not intercept you. <laughs> you saunter, huh? Ericene, like, sort of fluffs up her hair a little bit to look like she fits in to what is apparently the you know the cool kids place <laughs> yeah they really go after you if you don't have enough volume in your hair <sighs> you know what <laughs> don't make fun Sorry. of me for this you're my DM <laughs> you're supposed to be supportive you're supposed to be supportive playing a part okay <laughs> Okay. Not only is Aaron playing the part of Ericene, but also, like, Ericene is, you know, doing her own playing of the part. So. Fucking layers. Ericene is like. Alright. Uh, you know, we, we walk in. We walk in. Yeah. <laughs> you succeed at walking in the door. Yay! <laughs> okay, so. This place is. That last bar you were in, um, the Wasted Worm, this is what would be it would be like if the Wasted Worm were one quarter of its size, actually had a reasonable number of people in it, and was way too expensive for any of the regular patrons of the Wasted Worm. Mm-hmm. Like, it still has that same kind of layout where they've carved out... Actually, that is one thing you notice, is that this whole place, um, architecturally, was carved from the stone. They didn't just carve, like, a big empty room and then fill it in. So, like, the columns connect to the balcony that runs around the second story and connects to the stairs and things like that. This was all made very deliberately out of essentially one single block of stone. Whereas most of the places you've been have been used and reused by people over the years. So, like, you're far more likely to find wood construction inside whatever kind of the quote-unquote retail space is that they're using. Sure. So... This is unusual. It's not unheard of, but it's unusual. As far as things that are not architecture, it's, yeah, it's an early day crowd. So there's definitely some people like here for lunch and some people who are getting drunk kind of early, but like, I think it's probably around like early afternoon by this point in your little adventure. So like, it's quiet. The people that are there seem to mostly be there to meet up with other people there are no bards or other sources of music. Okay. It's like going to the pub at 2 p.m. Like, there's just not sure. a lot going on right now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Do we see where they're serving the drinks? The, the fancy drinks? Uh, yeah. On the opposite side of the room from where you walked in, there's a, a long, polished... The surface of it's kind of like when you break a geode in half and then polish that geode part. Oh. The shiny bits. <laughs> So it's basically a 15-foot-long 
like three to five feet deep, depending on where you are on the bar version of that. Okay. And that is very obviously where all the drinks are being made and served. I immediately just go straight to the bar and say, everyone is wandering around with the most amazing looking glowing drinks. I simply must have one. Right. Sorry. The GM is loading. One second. Oh no. <laughs> I just want to actually write things down besides my horribly slaughtered phonetic note about the name of the bar. And then there's just been nothing. <laughs> but alright. So you say that there's been these beautiful drinks. Do I recognize the bartender at all? I don't know. Um, make a make a charisma check. Well, I rolled a 19, plus 1 for my level, plus 3 for my charisma modifier. That's 23. Jesus. And charisma is your marked, is one of your no, two it's marked not. stats, right? It's not? What are they for you? Just so Dex I know. Dex and int. Gotcha. Okay. Even so, you definitely succeed. The bartender is tickling the back of your brain, and you realize that you think you've seen her working, um, not for a few years now, but working uh, catering gigs up in your neck of the woods. So you like, she's someone that you, you know the face, but not the name. I'm like, oh my god, I've seen you before, haven't I? You look really familiar. Uh, what's your family's last name again? Uh, Mayfinwee. She goes, oh yeah, you're um the Mayfinwee girl, right? I am. You have such a good eye for faces. I can tell. Could you just like, <laughs> could you just like remind me of your name? Because I feel so embarrassed, but I, I must have just been like blackout drunk the last time I saw you. That's a distinct possibility. And she sort of like cocks her head to the side and it, like stares vacantly. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine exactly the expression too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Esmeralda, and you're Aracene, right? I am Aracene. Good with names, good with faces, just like a bartender should be. Am I right? And she like goes for like a high five <laughs> you get your high five awesome esmeralda so what can i get you today yes i'm just i'm making sure that her name really is esmeralda um it is esmeralda yes she's like okay esmeralda so like everyone on the street is like walking around with the most amazing looking glowing drinks and I saw them and I said to myself Aracene you simply must get one of those and so here I am oh yeah here you are well those are any special um let's see do you want it to be something like something dry something fruity Something just really strong. Aracene, like, cocks her head to the side and is like, I don't understand what you mean. Like, isn't it just, like, one thing? Fruity, it is. 
so. but like no but like uh. isn't it usually just like you know oh it's the drink special we just you know it's the drink special of the day and just like that's what we're serving well well it's it's more that it's our specialty liquor that we use in a number of drinks Oh. Um, and we found it's actually very flexible flavor-wise, so we've been experimenting a little bit. Erisina's like, what is it made out of then? Because, like, I've never seen, like, anything that looks that crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just glow sticks. We cracked into a bottle. No. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, uh, yeah, glow she goes and she pulls smell out. and taste terrible. Don't do that. <laughs> but now that you've warned me, I want to. I didn't before. <laughs> it's just like Nintendo Switch discs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you desperately want to know until you know, and then you desperately wish that you never knew. So she pulls out a bottle and places it on the bar in front of you. It has a, it's like a large bulb on the bottom and then a really narrow neck going up to the mm -hmm. top um, where it's been corked. The bulb itself has basically a wrap, like a net wrap made of leather on it with some beading and things like that. If you had to guess just from what you know, you've seen this a lot when people are carrying alcohol around. Like when you go to a party and you're bringing something there, it's you're in a city made of stone. It's very easy to crack glass on accident. So this provides a little mm -hmm. bit of cushioning and keeps the glass from coming in direct contact with anything. Yep. That said, it's slightly unusual that it's on it while it's in the bar. But um, anyway, it is glowing. Now that you're a little bit closer, you can see that at least in the bottle, it seems to slowly be shifting color. Mm -hmm. Like kind of going from a pink to a green to like a really light blue to an orange she says like this is it uh i don't make it so i couldn't tell you exactly what's in it it's the closest thing we have equivalence wise is it it seems to act a lot like a vodka so whatever it is it's probably pretty pure but that's about all i can tell you can i just i mean like let's not even talk about like flavors can i just like have just like a shot sure she pours you a shot and scoots it over i'm like can i have it in a to-go cup we're actually supposed to be on a job right now <laughs> well yeah sure um takes it back engages in civic irresponsibility pours it into um actually hands you a well-made if not fancy looking like tin flask okay it's not amazing but you can recap it okay. <laughs> and you know says do you want me to put that on your tab or oh you you know of course i want you to put it on my tab like i would <laughs> carry around cash in this neighborhood <laughs> and i like sort of do that like squinting like head shake with the head tilt. Thanks, Karen. You know what? <laughs> Erisine is getting shit no, done, it's... and I don't like your judgment. 
No, it's the perfect character to say that statement from. Yes. Like, it is. I know. I planned my character very, Um, very, very specifically. Thank you. Yeah. Um, She does actually look down at Grix real quick and say, is there anything I can get you? Uh, one of them drinks, I guess. Is it, is it tasty? I mean, I like to think so. She actually pours you like, basically like a, you know, maybe a tablespoon in like a shot glass and passes it to you to try it. I, I taste it. All right. It is a very, very smooth drink. But the bigger thing is that it makes you feel like it literally just skips you too happy pretty much immediately. And it's kind of this warm, happy, suffused feeling. And it it goes away like within 30 seconds. But it definitely wasn't the like, I'm tipsy and now I feel great. It was, I don't know, like a pleasant memory, basically. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. In that case, I'll uh, I'll lick out the shot glass and uh, go. Yeah, I'll I'll take a drink. Okay. She gives you a similarly small flask with probably about a shot's worth, and looks at Ericene and goes like, "Oh yeah, put it on my so, tab." Mm-hmm. Yep. Got oh. it. Oh, thanks, boss. That's really kind of you. What do you call it, though? My brain goes rubella, which is not a thing you should call something you put in really, your Really? I really don't want to call it that, buddy. <laughs> if yeah. that's what you really want to call it. It's not. <laughs> My brain is just a weird and disjointed place. So it's been going by. Um, she actually shows you the bottle again. The alcohol itself has been being called ruladrin. Please to spell that for Aaron. Yes, R U E L A D R E N. Ruladrin. Just is she like letting me like read the like label? I mean, I'm sure it's not like our labels, but um I was going to say yes, but there's not that's literally all the info that's on it. Is there any kind of like maker's mark? Like a like a symbol or anything? Not that you can see, and given that the liquid is pretty transparent, like you can kind of peek through it to the bottom and at least there's nothing obvious down there. No, either. no, I mean like on the label, um, like is there like a Oh yeah yeah. I'm just saying that like you can tell that nowhere on the bottle, including the label, is any sort of maker's mark, which uh is in and of itself also weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, hmm. that is weird. So it's called ruladrin is that written anywhere on the bot like is it literally just a clear bottle no branding um it does have a it does have a label that says ruladrin on it written on it but homemade is it like a homemade label or does it look like it was printed homemade but nicely um it it looks handwritten but by someone who knows what they're doing Kind of like if you get professional calligraphy done. Okay. It's artisanal. So I'm the kind of person who would have seen a lot of formal calligraphy. Is this the kind of thing that I could potentially like recognize? 
like anything at all. Oh, this is wild, and I like it. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, make an in check. <laughs> sorry, I think I missed something. Oh, sorry, I was saying uh, make an intelligence check. Make an intelligence check. Okay, that is one of my primary skills. Ooh. I rolled an eleven plus one for my level plus zero for my modifier. Uh, so that's a twelve. Okay. So, you know this style of calligraphy. This is a calligraphy that's normally practiced, traditionally speaking, by a couple of the human cultures that live in the city. Like, it's very distinctly not elvish, for example. That said, you don't recognize, like, a particular writer or designer. So, you know that it's probably a human who wrote it, or someone who, like, trained in that human style of calligraphy and there's not that many people that would do that for something like this but you can't narrow it down beyond that okay awesome even just that is a good thing to know um okay ericene is going to of course ericene did not ask how much this cost because Ericene doesn't do things like ask how much it cost when she's putting things that would on be gauche. her tab. <laughs> Wait, I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> anyway. But my question is, is this like a leave one gold as a tip? Or is this like a leave one silver as a tip? Or like what level of... Probably a gold as a tip would serve you well. A gold as a tip, okay. I will leave one gold as a tip for her. Esmeralda makes it disappear along with the bottle in one smooth motion. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I'm very excited. So excited. I am going to take, I am going to like open the flask and like in front of her just like take the tiniest little like like literally the tiniest possible sip that I can from the flask because I don't know what this is going to do and uh yeah (laughs) and you work with poison you're smarter yeah I'm not (laughs) a dumbass how can I quaff some unknown substance meanwhile Grix is drinking away (laughs) I imagine a human shot's a lot for a Maybe not that much for a kobold, but it'd still be like taking a, drinking a double. Anyway, Aristine, very much a similar thing to what happened to Grix. Although, um, in your case, it's a very light dusting, more like kind of a nice warm breeze, rather than a full body suffusion of literal happiness. I but just... You definitely feel it. I do like a little, like, you know, kind of happy wiggle... The little mm, face. Yeah, thing. just like a little. Hmm. I do pumpkin spice latte face, okay? Excellent. Yeah. God, I'm such a basic bitch. That's okay. It's the best. <laughs> it's pretty great, Because, <laughs> like, it's a different kind of, like, smooth infiltrator that you don't get to see very often. And it's I know. very fun to watch. <laughs> I know. This is a huge part of the reason I was so excited to play this. Okay. 
we are gonna leave again. Just head back out. Right, you succeed. I will say though, as I'm passing the uh, the Minotaur, I am gonna like run my hand like down his like arm, mostly because I I have this <laughs> I have this idea that Ericene is just constantly like like. But are the Minotaurs like muscles like actually real? It's gotta be an illusion, right? <laughs> this one, they're real. She's like, oh. Those are some strong-looking forms. She's like, mmm, furry. And then she, like, sort of, like, skips off. What does Grix following a skipping Ericene look like? Uh, well, Grix <laughs> does not actually follow a skipping Ericene. Grix wants to slip off and, uh, look for some anything weird going on in here. Um, you mentioned that it's okay. a pretty small place. Is there like a basement or a back room that's easy to get to? Yes, probably, but I'm going to cut back to our other pair real quick. That works first. for me. All right, so Bonds and Wealthy. Yep. You have found the kitchen entrance door. It's also the shipping entrance door. And the, as far as you can tell, pretty much everything that doesn't go in the front comes in here. Right, right. It is, uh, it's actually propped open. Um, someone's put a broom. Of kind course. of wedged it between the bottom of the door and the door frame to... A breeze is too strong of a word for the kind of airflow you get in the city. I'm gonna look around real quick. If somebody wedges a door open, I'm, in, I'm expecting that that door locks in one direction or another. Which means somebody might be out there in the alleyway on their smoke break. Uh, yeah, do you want to make a wisdom check to check? Ooh, wisdom. I mean, you don't see anyone obvious. This is more for like, oh, there's someone who's like behind the dumpster from the angle that you're standing at. So you might not have noticed them kind of stuff. Right, right. Uh, my wisdom score is 10. And the modifier at this point, because it's not a primary, would be what? So... If it's 10, your modifier is a plus zero. Cool. And then, so you're going to roll... Plus the and it's level? it's not a primary, or... which puts your... Yeah, you're going to just add your level. So you're going to roll a d20 and add um, one. one. Neat. Okay, here we go. Three. That, that's a two Listen. plus one. <laughs> Listen, you are pretty sure this alley is full of ghosts. <laughs> Just, you know it, your gut. <laughs> Fucking ghosts stacked like cordwood. <laughs> I don't know how they're stacking ghosts around here, but this place is spooky. <laughs> Just imagining, too, like, all of Vaughn's fur doing the, like, it all sticks up at once, so it just kind of becomes like a little puffball of like stressed out fox. <laughs> and being a halfling, I'm I I'm uh, less likely to be fearful, and I'm wondering what the heck's going on with you. Yeah, as far as you can tell, there's no one in this alley. You don't know what the hell Vaughn's on about. <laughs> yeah, I'm weirded out. This place is weird. It's weird in here. So I'm seeing that there's not many bottles in the first place. They must be reusing. 
there's no clear evidence of much else going on in this dumpster. But all that liquor's coming from somewhere. Yeah. And do I see anything growing in the dumpster? Any of that uh, fungus that we saw in the drain or... I think you see a little bit of the same kind of like it's a moss or a fungus or a mushroom or whatever that's like shifted a little bit like you were finding last time but nothing super notable and like it's in a quantity that you would expect for a dumpster so it's typical it's nothing out of the ordinary correct all right well I'll collect some anyway and uh, you know, give it a good sniff, see if there's any particular properties to it with my nose. If there's anything obvious, that would be good to know. You know, generally speaking, that this kind of mushroom can be used to treat motion sickness. Uh-huh. Nobody's doing that here. I imagine <laughs> there's plenty of motion sickness going on in that place. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to uh, just real quick put my nose up against the crack in the door and uh, just get a peek. The the kind of vaguely innocent peek that, uh, you know, I could easily, like, write off as just curiosity if somebody happens to find me doing it. Okay. Um, roll a wisdom check again. Always with the wisdom. Uh, Dang. Okay, let's see. It's like it's the perception skill or something. Weird. I 20'd on that one. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah, 21. (laughs) You're almost positive this door is not haunted. But more importantly than that. (laughs) So, you can only get a little bit of a peek. You see that you're looking at like a a fairly dimly lit hallway. There's a couple of um, light orbs attached to the walls like really high up next to the ceiling each of them only puts out about a candle's worth of light so it's enough to see by not like ricochet off the walls walking down it but reading in here would be tough that said your nose tells you a lot so you can you can smell the alcohol you can smell dozens of kinds of alcohol you can smell soap you can smell like that kind of smell that like cold really cold water has Mm. so you'd guess that they're pulling water from a well basically and using it for various things around here you can smell a little bit of a cooking smell but it's kind of stale you think it's probably left over from last night and whatever kitchen they have hasn't opened up yet or at least isn't like cooking things yet You also catch, as part of the alcoholic smell, I think you do catch a little bit of an alchemical, like, tang to it. Mm -hmm. So it's got a bit of that dive bar funk, but, uh, but like, somebody's up to something hinky in the kitchen? Um, maybe. Like, it's hard to tell because it's so intertwined with the various alcohol smells. Oh, yeah. So it's hard to tell if it's, like... You've smelled something like this, actually, when you've used um, really pure alcohol as an alchemical base for various things. Mm-hmm. It's that same kind of 
an alchemy ingredient has been made to release its magic into whatever it's suspended in. Kind of like there's lots of things that use um, like rubbing alcohol style. Yeah. Alcohol yeah. as a base. It's that same there kind of like of, undertone. Yeah, there are lots of alcohol soluble flavors and smells. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great extractor. Mm-hmm. That's how you get vanilla. Yay. I, yeah. Or extract anyway. You mean vanilla doesn't just grow on trees in a little bottle? I mean, I've tried, man. <laughs> like, I just keep not figure out where to screw the bottle into the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you trying to tap the trees like maple or something? Like, it works just like maple syrup, right? Okay. Why not? Like, just find a vanilla tree. It works for maple. Now I just have to get my vineyard working. Or you can get an angry email about how vanilla grows on bushes or something. <laughs> oh, well. Actually, vanilla grows on orchids. Ah. Uh-huh. In weird little pods. Yeah. Definitely. Well, it's a seed pod. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not just a vanilla pod. Its sole purpose is not to flavor things for humans' consumption. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, what's what's Wealthy doing while uh, Vons gets whacked out on? Well, I have dark vision, so can I see anything going on in there? Um, yeah. I'll say that you kind of... Are you willing to like just push the door open a little bit? Yeah. Okay, so you guys kind of do the Scooby-Doo thing where they're going around the corner <laughs> and people's heads are stacked on top of each other. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can see down the hallway, um, there's movement down at the far end, but... And with your vision and Vaughn's now that the door is a little more open, you can see this decently too. You can see that like there's what you're guessing are like wait staff or barbacks kind of going back and forth. You can't see out into the dining area, but you can hear it. You'd guess that basically the spot you're looking at, if you make some assumptions about like where the bar is, because you guys don't know because you came in from the back end, but like that spot at the very far end of the hall where it's like a T intersection at the end. That's probably the wall kind of behind the bar where people are coming in and out and doing all the stuff behind the scenes to provide things hmm. to the front of the house. But we can't sure. see like any uh, any of the glowy alcohol or... No. Um, you do see that there's a number of doors lining this hallway. Um, so you guess that there are storerooms and things like that, but... Oh, okay. Dwarves. Oh, sorry. What did it sound like I said? I heard dwarves. <laughs> you know. Like a bunch you do. of dwarves lining the hall. <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's decorative gourd season. It's decorative dwarf season, motherfuckers. Like you gotta get your doors out. <laughs> do any of the door do any of the um these doors look like they would be easy to push open? Almost definitely. Like Okay. Actually, a lot of a lot of the um, all the doors on the right hand side of the hallway. There's two of them before you get to that T intersection. Uh, as far as you can tell, neither of them actually have handles. They just have push plates. Okay, I'm gonna sidle in real real sneakily the way halflings do, and I'm gonna push open the right hand, the first right hand door and look inside. All right. So you kind of push it in. You step into the doorway a little bit so you can get a good view. You have found a storeroom full of alcohol, including several cases that are glowing. 
Ooh. Are there any markings on the cases that indicate where this glowy alcohol might be coming from? So you give them a look over. Most of them aren't marked with anything besides the simple Rulodrin label on each bottle. Okay. But there is one that has carved on it the velvet rope. The velvet rope? Room. The velvet room. Okay, and that's all that's it, it, that's there? I mean, there's other alcohols and cakes and things like that. Okay. But probably familiar bottles that you've seen before, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I'm going to slip out and back to Vaughn's, and I'm going to tell him about, you know, hey, you know, there's there's uh, there's one box in there. There's several boxes with the glowy uh, alcohol in it, but one of them has the velvet room written on it. Hmm. Did it look delivered? Well, since this isn't the velvet room, I have to assume it's been delivered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. So that was like branding. Okay. It, that's what it looks like. All right. All right. Because they don't have a velvet room in here. Like I this. would assume not. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. Have you heard of this velvet room before? Dude, I've never been here before. I go to the university and I work at a milliner's shop. I don't know nothing. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard of this velvet room before. This is a this is Ericene. Ericene seems like somebody who would who might know what a velvet room is all about. Uh, <laughs> Probably worth talking to her about it. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get out of here and go around front and see what they're up to. Yeah, I'm not walking in that place. Uh, somebody's gonna step on my tail. I'm just gonna hang out out here and uh yeah we're not I'm, I'm not going in there either see what i can get out of the bouncer i think Welby is proposing exiting through the alley back out yeah. to the front yeah uh-huh yeah okay you guys head back out to the street where you see um Ericene skipping gaily away down the road for reasons <laughs> i'm going back toward the the alley at this point i'm just gonna walk up to her squinting again snapping my fingers in her face and seeing if she's responsive <laughs> as usual uh rude yeah <laughs> just continue snapping she does it back she's so back great. at you <laughs> what's your What's your problem? Tall people. I'm like <laughs> four inches taller than you. Tall people in capitalism. <laughs> well, I can't do anything about either of those things, so maybe you should just calm down. I'm having fun with this. Um... Aracene is like, I'm sorry I'm part of, like, the dominant, you know, culture, and I wish that I wasn't, but, like, just because I am doesn't mean that and you as, should be like that to me. As she does all of this, uh, this exhibition here, I'm going to be smelling her breath and uh, just checking her out and seeing what her mannerisms are like. Does she look normal? Or does she look zombified like some of the other people we've seen walking around? You don't know Ericene that well, but from what you can tell, she looks fine and smells fine. 
Like, you can tell mm-hmm. that she drank something, and given that kind of, again, alchemical tang, it was probably a little tiny bit of that glowing drink, but, like, it's already faint, so she clearly had basically none of it. And, okay, you know, eyes aren't wildly dilated, isn't, like, swaying on her feet or anything like that. She seems pretty much so, the same air scene that you've known this whole afternoon. I'm looking around and going, where's Grix? Speaking of. Speaking of. Aerocene just like suddenly like gets that deer in the headlights look and is like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Grix. Yes. What were you getting up to? Uh, I want to see if there's like a, a basement or a back room or anything else that I could slip into to look around further. Yeah, on either end of the bar. So, like, the bar itself is kind of set... Like, it has its own little room behind it, basically, where the the bar is almost like a pass-through cutout. Sure. Except exceedingly fancy. Okay. But on the far end of that, kind of beyond where the actual bar is carved out, there are two sets of swinging doors. You watch some people come in and out of them over, like... Just kind of since you've been in here, and it looks like they swing both ways you see like wait staffer they can hip check them open is the big thing so okay are they like uh only partial doors that only go part way down and part way up no they're full height but they okay. do open okay. like saloon doors got it so yeah i'll uh i'll wait for somebody to come through and then i'll slip through behind them okay do me a favor and make a dexterity check to do your slipping would this be a hide or move silently check? Um, I'll give it to you as a hide check, yeah. Okay, get a bonus to that. I think those might only be if you're a rogue, but... Hey, Yahtzee. That is a 21 and not a highlighted skill. Okay. Stat. You, you more than succeed. You get into the back, and with that success, I'm going to say that... You get into the back, you realize that someone is coming in the other door, like on the other end of the hallway from where you're at. Uh-huh. And so you dart across into basically a small closet uh-huh. until they're back out of sight again. You are unseen. Can I see anything in the closet? There is a mop here. Oh, And okay. a broom. Yeah, don't care about <laughs> that. There's also a bucket. Oh, a bucket. <laughs> yeah. No. It's the key um, to everything. <laughs> don't think so. Uh, I'm going to go back out place a good and uh, poke around in the back room. Okay. So you go, you head back down. So if you take a left, you can see that there appears to be an exit back toward the alley on the far end of the hallway. There's two rooms on your left that, again, have that same kind of easy open door. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the sounds of a kitchen on the right. I avoid the kitchen and I go to the first door on the left. All right. You duck inside and you find a storeroom. But this one is actually full of um, empties, basically. Oh. Empty, like empty kegs, empty bottles. You notice that there are a couple of... They're only holding half a dozen each, but kind of like when you get like a... A thing of wine, betraying how little I know about wine. But it's <laughs> divided with wood dividers into like six pieces or whatever. Yeah. Um, a case? It's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> it's 
it's like that but a little bit bigger to accommodate these bottles sure but several of those of the Rulodron, as well as your more general various and sundry things um you do notice that this bar in particular seems to also have cases of empty bottles for things that you would assume are like ales and stuff like that or smaller liquors and that they're all pretty organized too like in neat piles um so it looks like this place and you would actually know this just because you're part of kind of the civic engineering mm -hmm. infrastructure much like in our modern era and how some places will return pallets so they don't lose a deposit these guys are probably returning bottles to get refilled and reused i see sure yeah and like that's not always the case some some places just throw it out but like depending on the supplier the amount of money you can save by returning their bottles can get pretty significant so okay do i find anything out of the ordinary or is this just clearly run-of-the-mill business operation uh make a wisdom check to dig around okay uh fuck <laughs> <laughs> that good huh uh well i'll see what the dice rolls um that was a really good roll and with the penalty that i get i got a 14 all right and wisdom is not one of your highlighted skills oh correct. no okay you look around in this room and i'm gonna say you also go into the other storeroom just to save us some time sure besides the relodron bottles you don't find anything out of the ordinary and you also notice the velvet room label on one of the cases but you don't find a secret stash of sweet money or things like that like <laughs> okay i'll leave cool you succeed you can either leave out the back or leave out the front whatever i leave out the front way to rummage grix yeah <laughs> you yeah i leave out the front rummaging. i don't i don't worry about uh anyone catching me okay. on my way out you, you get a weird look but you're clearly heading out to the main floor so who cares they don't get paid enough to care <laughs> you mm -hmm. head out the front front door and you see your little party off to your left just down the street well that was fun gang uh but uh Aracena's like, oh good, you're back. Yeah, whatever was going on in there, I don't know if it has anything to do with this uh, this situation we're actually being paid for, so so long as everybody's had their fill of whatever this hooch is. Well, I haven't had my fill, but um, I did get some for you. After the job, after the job. Well, I wasn't... <laughs> I don't know anything about alchemy or magic or whatever the fuck. <laughs> hmm. Well, I'll, I'll accept that. That's that. That's uh, very kind of you. Thank you. Yeah, I give and him. Unexpected. I give Vons the like little flask. Okay. Mostly because I'm like I don't know what to do with this, and I'm not going to drink it right now. Also, I know where to get it, so if I want some, I can always just go back. <laughs> And Wolfie asks Ericene, uh, do you know anything about a Velvet Room? Have you ever heard of that? Have I ever heard of the Velvet Room? <laughs> uh, make an intelligence check for me. Woof, that is a bad roll. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot! I rolled a four plus one plus zero 
for a five total. Velvet Room? Sounds soft. It's all you've got. I mean, it <laughs> sounds like really... It sounds like the kind of place that I should know about. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Oh, but like the Ruladrin is definitely coming from somewhere where like humans are writing those labels. That's one thing that I can tell you for sure. Okay, well, I found the velvet room on one of the boxes that the alcohol, that the glowing alcohol bottles were in, so. The Ruladrin. Human and the velvet room. Figures they'd be humans. They're the yeah, most capitalistic of all. <laughs> Ericene, like, cocks her head slightly and is like, you know, I'm like half human. Is it your capitalist half? We won't hold that against you. Just an empty gaze back at her. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I'm sure that no one has ever held that against me in my entire life. And just checking for the for the uh, a lore check here. Are humans actually the most capitalistic in this particular universe? Not really, or more so than elves. anybody else. Okay. Elves are known for uh, for looking pretty wealthy too, but they've got time. So. Yeah. Elves have the advantage of the fact that they can wait out pretty much any market downturn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Humans in there. Their market. Hmm. I think everyone has the fucking market, don't they? Uh, I have a black market. Does that count? Sure. Okay, should we like figure out what's going on with the magic in this area? Yeah, it's uh, or, it's, like, it's, whatever? it's really weird and yeah, whatever was going on in there, I didn't get any indication that the magic was happening there. There's some kind of alchemical stuff going on, but it's impossible to tell. It seemed pretty, uh, pretty minute. Uh, apparently, this uh, this stuff in this flask it can take on other flavors. Is that my understanding? Yeah, they said that it can basically be whatever kind of flavor profile you want it to be, uh, which is, I mean, like, even vodka's not, like, that versatile. Hmm. It's probably worth poking around at in the in my den, but uh, mm-hmm. this velvet room, that seems to be the place where it's coming from, huh? Well... Maybe we should ask around. Well, like, my other thought is, like, what if it's not coming from the velvet room what if it's like just the velvet room just happened to be one of the places that like bought a case last yeah but if we knew where the velvet room was then we could go ask them where they got it from whether they're the makers or or a middleman well like i made friends with the bartender in there like i could have just i mean like like yeah. bartenders don't know anything. <laughs> well, bouncers tend to get around a bit too. Maybe he knows something, or uh... yeah, you could go touch the Minotaur's arms again. <laughs> you didn't see that? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you look like the kind of person who would touch a Minotaur's arms. What does that kind of person look? What does like? that even mean, wealthy? <laughs> Well, you look like the kind of person who would 
I don't know, like, go talk to a... Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to get myself out of a meta mistake there. No, it's fine. I like it. It's good. Uh, Erisina's like, fine. I'll go ask the bouncer or whatever. I mean, better you than me. Just yeah, I know. Go, 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 go! Jiggle for for the minotaur. I go over to like talk to the bouncer, the minotaur bouncer. I'm just gonna hide around the corner. And I'm like, hi. Sorry about earlier. Um. So, like, my friends dared me to come over and talk to you. <laughs> and she, like, bites her lip. And, like, kind of oh does that, like, looking up through her eyelashes thing uh, at him. Which is not difficult, because she's 5'4". Yeah. This guy's clocking at least six and a half feet tall. Like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she could literally climb him. And it would... Yeah. Uh, she's, she's the like, kind of elf who would have a good time doing it, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who among yeah. us? What? I said, who among us? Who among us, indeed. Would not have a good time. So is like, so my friends, like, dared me to come back over and talk to you. Um, do you, like, work anywhere else? Also, (laughs) she like giggles. Sorry, I just had a character voice reference in mind for this character, but I cannot think of how that character would respond to this question. Uh, Beyond like, yes or no, which is not an evocative statement. (laughs) Not to reference other podcasts, but is it the... The yes or no bot from uh, Mission to Zix. No, but I am a fan of every single thing that has ever made a joke about yeah, yes or no bots or bits that can only answer yes or no. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it is. Oh no, now I want this Minotaur to be the, the hot goss robot. Should make even less sense. Hot goss! No, you can absolutely <laughs> not do that. That wouldn't make any sense at all. This Minotaur might know if the goss is hot. <laughs> but anyway, this goss is hot! Uh... <laughs> Sorry, now we're alienating a huge segment of not only the people who are playing the game with us. <laughs> but potential listeners. But potential listeners. All of this is it's unusable. Okay. <laughs> Listeners don't exist yet. It's fine. That's right. Can't possibly lose any. We're going to end up with like six listeners, and they're going to be weird urban studies and... nerds who also listen to lots of podcasts and are anti capitalist, <laughs> but it's going to be so awesome for those six people. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, even my mom's not going to listen. My mom says she'll listen, so, you know, <laughs> you, you, you've got the 70. 72 year old woman demographic wrapped up hell yeah (laughs) my mom thinks i'm cool (laughs) there you go 
not sure my mom thinks I'm cool, but that's because no one in my family is cool, which kind of just solves the problem for you. <laughs> anyway. He goes, uh, yeah, sometimes. Why do you ask? Well, like, I thought I saw you, like, one time, um, like, bouncing, like, outside the velvet room? Maybe? Is that possible? Nope. Wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't you? Oh. Can I ask you a, another question? Like, where else do you work? This is one stoic minute. <laughs> no, this is the GM loading again, because I have to make up the name of another establishment. Sorry. <laughs> Wasted work. No, this is good. There's got to be more than two bars in the neighborhood. <laughs> Considering all the people who are here, yeah, you would think. No. That's why the Wicked Worm is so busy. There are at least three, and I know because the Nipper is my home bar. Uh, and we started at one bar. Now we're at this one. Sometimes I bounce it. Will be a tar seat. The what? The what? The bar is called Loviatar's Seat. L-O-V-I-A-T-A-R. L-O-V-I-A-T-A-R's Seat. Another bar. Ask them if they have this same drink there, too. That your fox friend? He whispers real loud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just from around the corner. <laughs> that is my fox friend. And yeah, like, do they also serve this drink there? Because, like, it's such a good drink. And, like, you know, it's hard for me to always get back here. But, like, I could maybe make it over to Leviatar's seat. And she, like... She, like, puts her, like, hand, like, on his, like, uh, you know, arm. I'm guessing he's got his arms, like, crossed in front of him. She just, like, oh, puts her, like, so. hand, like, on his, you know, like, kind of, like, where his, like, in the crook of his elbow. And, like... Making finger doodles in his arm for... Yeah, like, kind of, like, pets very, very, like, gently. <laughs> Guys, Are you trying to be seductive or snuggly? I assume seductive. You guys, Ericene might end up with a boyfriend out of this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's important to work all those angles at once, just in case. Impossible to say what's really going to happen. Kind of goes, not sure it would be your scene. But, uh... Now that you mention it, one of the barbacks was complaining that they can't get that stuff there. Really? That's so weird. Like, is it... Is it really, like, that special? Apparently it's very exclusive. 
uses finger quotes. How is he reacting to me, like, petting his arm? <laughs> well, you haven't had to roll a check yet. I was going to say, he doesn't seem against it. And, like, when he said, like, it doesn't seem like you're seen, like, that was delivered with a little bit of, like, warm flirting back response. Okay. Aracena's like, well, like, I'm sure you could, like, I'm sure you could, like, you know, act as the go-between, couldn't you? Like, you must see, like, when this is stuff is delivered. Like, you're here all day, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Click, 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 click. <laughs> your, your, your GM runs on a Pentium 1. Give me a second. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, Yeah, but now that you mention it, those aren't the usual delivery guys. Because, you know, every neighborhood, I'm sure your neighborhood does this too, like, you kind of get to know who does what, but at least as far as deliveries, I don't recognize those guys. It's weird now that you mention it. Well, like, she, like, keeps, she, she keeps petting his arm, like, through this whole conversation, like, the whole conversation, um, partly because she's, like, ooh, soft, but also because, you know she's flirting to get the information <laughs> yeah she's like well like like what like what kind of but like what i don't i can't even picture like what like a normal delivery guy looks like and what a nor not normal delivery guy would look like normally your delivery guys don't look like they can knock your teeth in oh my god she kind of like squeezes just a little bit. <laughs> She's like, oh, sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I uh, don't worry about me. They don't scare me. But just saying, guys like me normally aren't doing deliveries. They're usually bouncing. These guys look like they should be bouncers, not delivery people. You could get a job doing that kind of delivery though then right i bet it pays really well that stuff is really good have you had it a little bit it's pretty good like it just felt like like you know like you know like in the autumn like when the trees get all like changing their colors and stuff and then, like, you're, like, walking with your friends, and you're having, like, a hot drink. It feels like that, but, like, in a shot. Yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah. Yes, what it does it feel like for you? <laughs> like being climbed by an elf. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes! <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to say that he actually... You see him open his mouth, close it again. You've, you've never seen a minotaur blush. <laughs> you can tell he's mentally backspacing and trying to figure out a different thing to say. <laughs> Yeah. 
Go with that. Uh, lover's embrace. Sounds cheesy, but... That's... That's very sweet. <laughs> she, like, bites her lip. She's like, well, hopefully I'll see you around. Thanks for telling me all of that. I'm just like... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she's like, I'm just like the bodyguard for these, like, people doing this job and I just got bored. I just wanted to talk. I understand. Feel free to come by anytime. Okay. Bye! And she like <laughs> skips away again. Skip five feet away to where all your friends are staying. Well, I skip like a way- I skip far enough away and like around a corner that it's like yeah, not... Yeah. <laughs> So it's not totally just, like, weird. Yeah. yeah. You make it back to your group. Totally a little weird. Not totally weird. Yeah, we're not staring at all. Yeah. Okay. Well. I tell them what happened sans, you know, the non-professional parts. <laughs> There was any of that that was professional? Do I need to make a dad joke about minotaurs being horny? Uh... No. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to, but follow your bliss. (laughs) I mean, we all know minotaurs are fucking horny. Like, that's the whole point of them. Isn't it? Kind of reductionist. <laughs> in sure, mythology, rich inner lives. <laughs> M- mythologically speaking, no. Like, I mean, oh, uh, you're thinking of satyrs. Oh, sorry. Satyr, satyrs, satyrs. Yeah, I think it's satyrs. Yeah, you know, I mostly read it. That's fair. I used to think pseudo was pronounced Pesuedo. I have no way to ever incriminate anybody for pronouncing things wrong. Oh, oh god, mine was epitome. I always, always read it as epitome. Nice. I knew they meant the same thing, but I would say epitome and read epitome. I I haven't had one of those in so long that I can't even remember what they were. I wish I, I yeah would. I just don't read I just can't, I can't remember huh. but alright so if you guys have been informed that there is a bar called Leviathar Seat incidentally Vons you've heard of Leviathar Seat hmm. I don't think you've ever been but you've definitely sold some of your better stuff to some people who then end up going there to resell it aha uh-huh. So this is one of those uh, funkier joints, huh? It's kind of a style. Divey. Bit, uh, bit dank. It's actually got more of a club vibe. Oh. That kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, designer drugs kind of a place. Definitely. But they're medicinal. It's, well, but then why would... Why did the Minotaur... Fuck, I forgot to ask him his name. 
Whoops. <laughs> Whatever. It's probably just Kevin. He's a bouncer. Guess that meat cute is just going to have to wait until t- t- another day. He forgot to ask your name, too, so you both fucked it up. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's a club scene, though? Why would he say that I didn't... That I seemed like I didn't... Like, that wasn't my scene? So I'm going to say that Vons doesn't know the details. Just know that uh, it's a, knows that it's a designer drug kind of place. So he may well be mistaken. Yeah, haven't actually been in it. Or depending on the exact nature. Like like a place that does square <laughs> dancing and a place that does fucking like rave dancing are both dance bars. But one of them is very different from the other. <laughs> uh, that's fair. And I don't particularly want to get caught outside of either one of them. So, Yeah, square dancers are fierce. <laughs> they move in formation you get surrounded in an instant it's terrible <laughs> i was more the law enforcement i was worried about but yeah sure that square dancers don't need law enforcement <laughs> they're too powerful to be held by our modern societal standards structures <laughs> i mean they follow the instructions of a guy with a fiddle but that's about it yeah, but so do contradancers, okay. but at least all contradancers are anarchists. <laughs> and now that I've made that very specific joke for literally nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> Sorry. I, I can I can reset. I've now used my yearly allotment of dunking on contradancers for no reason. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ian. Nope, it's all good. Hot, yeah. Hot takes over here. So now that you guys have kind of gathered some more clues and stuff, it is right about when we'd end recording anyway. Okay. Is this an okay place to stop, or do people want to... Is there, like, something, some burning question anyone wants to answer? I think that before we move on from the area, Ericene is going to, like, run back and be like, My name's Ericene, what's your name? Here's my number. <laughs> yeah, you probably have like a calling card or something. I would have a calling card. I would have two different versions of my calling card. One that I give to people who it would be okay for them to come to my house. And another one for people who it's not okay for them to come to my house. But I would love to see them at my local bar. Yeah. At the Nipper. Forgot about the nipper. <laughs> I will never forget about the nipper. It's it's basically my like home away from home. Yeah. This is gonna be weird. I'm gonna get back to you on his name because I'm actually figuring out naming schemes for all the different like races and species and stuff. Oh, okay. So I don't wanna like give the Minotaur a name and then realize I fucked up. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair. He's too fancy to just be a key. I or... will re- Oh, I like that. I want him. I want his name to be Keith. I will note your preferences. Keith the Minotaur. I very badly want his name to be Keith now. I'll consider it. <laughs> uh, this is this is a fancy joint. They got them glowing drinks. All right, so uh, we're uh, checking each other's notes, and uh, we all basically know the same information at this point i imagine uh yeah i think so yeah okay and just real quick vons just so you know as a reference thing 
I'm gonna say that you have some sort of like portable alchemy setup that you can use for like testing small things. So okay. you wouldn't necessarily have to go back to your den to test this alcohol and figure out what's going on. Oh sure, yeah. pH kits are surprisingly small. Yeah. Basically you have that kind of stuff with you. If it's complicated, sure, you don't okay. need to go back to your lab, but Alright. Well in that case, I guess the one other thing I'd like to do before we uh make any decision on uh, on our heading is uh check this stuff out and see if i can discern the basic uh composition of it using my my testers all right do me a favor and make an intelligence check an intelligence check finally a role that i'm uh, supposed to be proficient in yeah. i mean we'll see i guess <laughs> see i've got a 15 in intelligence and it's my my main score and i'm rolling a 10 on the die. So that's a 10. It's your main score. <laughs> so 15, I think, is a plus 2. So, that so that's... Put you at 13. Yeah. Yeah, 13 is. All right. Yeah. With a 13. So... Not impressive, but, you know. Yeah. No, but your your base DC was a 12, so you're good. Because um, it's a primary okay. score. And Custom Crusades has a unique solution to the whole DC thing. Anyway. So you go and give it a look, and the main thing that strikes you right away is that this is way more magic than most alchemical solutions have in them. This actually reminds you more of when wizards take a spell and turn it into a potion, or like an oil. It's more of that kind of vibe, so this isn't like, I infuse this with magic, so like, the natural properties of whatever I'd mixed in here are enhanced this is i took a spell and suspended it in a liquid levels of magic ah, so it's like liquid spell uh it's, so it's i would more need like some a kind potion of potion almost yeah rather than being like an alchemical like liquid it's it's like the liquid is the magic mm. it's a potion potable yes am i wrong yeah, you're you're on the right track. Okay. Okay, so uh, does that mean that I'm going to need a magic user to discern any further, or no? Do I have a vague idea as to what the magic is? So, if you had to guess based on the sensations that have been described to you by Grix and Erisine, this is probably a a mind altering magic of some sort. It may well be in the school of illusion but you don't know that for sure it's definitely like an illusion or an enchantment kind of in that vein as far as the spell it would take after it appears to be essentially custom it seems to be a spell that is built to have this kind of euphoric effect but doesn't necessarily correspond to anything that like is essentially on the spell list as is right and we're not seeing any effects outside of just euphoria it gives you euphoria, and it causes uh, 10 by 10 square to become difficult terrain. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so just the euphoria. Okay. Hmm. But that does mean that somebody who knows what they're doing is tinkering with some stuff. Yeah, and it's it's weird to see it distributed like this, just because... Making a potion, much like making a strong alchemical solution, it just takes time and a lot of effort. And unlike with alchemy, you can't 
like with alchemy, there are some degree to which you can parallelize things, or you can make stuff in large batches. Potions? Not so much. So, hmm. whoever is making this, you don't know if they just have like a dozen wizards tied together <laughs> making uh, this stuff, huh. or like what's going on, but... They're just milking wizards in cages. <laughs> kind of, wow, yeah. Like, what a... <laughs> it's a very evocative thought. <laughs> what a... Hey, you guys go ahead and picture whatever you want, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. Um, um, want is a really so bad it, it would just, uh, would I... <laughs> verb to use in that one. Just a bit. Would I recognize this as being a typically controlled substance normally? Is this normally a legal kind of thing to just distribute in this fashion? Or would this require some kind of licensing around here? There's not really any licensing for, like, potions and stuff, as long as they're... Like, if the potion is then used in something that really breaks the law, or societal standards, or whatever. All right. Like, sometimes it can be kind of, you know, you're aiding and abetting. But generally speaking, there's no control on um, distribution. And especially for something like this, just because there's normally, like normally people know what they're buying and are paying top dollar for it for potions. So there's no particular Mm -hmm. control. This stuff's pretty benign. The weirdest thing is that, and I think, I think Wealthy would know this too, and Erisene a little bit, is that if this is a potion, it's vastly underpriced. Uh Uh-huh. Is there any way I can do a detect magic and, and, and determine something about what the magic that's being suspended in this suspended here uh sure yeah so you cast detect magic and also make an intelligence check for me please i can do that that is my strength inherent in my class okay it is a 16 so i have an 18 plus 2 is 20 plus my level is 1 so that's 21 damn nice all right, so it takes you a while to look at this and kind of figure out exactly what's going on, and you don't know for certain, but basically what you've got here is... So there is an alcohol base to the solution. It is still acting like a potion. It's a strong mixture of illusion and enchantment. It definitely has a strong strength to it, like moderate to strong. But it's a 21. I think what you get is that illusion and enchantment are usually somewhat gentle kinds of magic. Like, you've studied them, you've you've used them a little bit, and you know that they tend to be kind of subtle in how they're woven. Okay. This one has the subtlety, but it's like if you knit something that would normally be a delicate lace out of, like, a metallic rainbow thread. The magic that's getting poured into this is incredibly strong. And kind of, like, too strong for what it's being used for here. You could probably get the same effect with either less magic or a different, like, base source. You can't tell exactly what that base source is, but it seems like they're pulling from something different than, like, if a standard caster had been asked to make this potion. It wouldn't have turned out like this. Okay. So... This is like a concentrated and distilled sort of magic. Yeah. With significantly less caustic properties, it's kind of like battery acid. Like, a lot of potential power is locked up in this thing. Sure. Alcohol-soluble magic stuff. 
Yeah. Wow. So there's enchantment and illusion. Okay. And the description that Grix and Ericene gave would seem to back that up as far as the enchantment. They didn't seem to see anything, but an enchantment might make them feel really good for that short amount of time, right? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, something with this kind of uh, concentration seems like it... I don't, I don't know. Is it, Might I have reason to think that whatever tincture they're using to get this into this state is intended for alternative purposes, or does this feel like it really is just a recreational device? You think maybe whatever it was... Or sorry, are you saying that the final product would be used as an alternative thing, or... Um... Yeah, like... Yeah, so you can't see... Off the top of your head, you can't see a use for this beyond the recreational. Like a use for the final drink product. Okay. Sure, sure. It's just weird that they're going through this kind of effort for it. Yes, very much so. Uh-huh. Can I tell anything about who might be casting this? Not from a finished product like this. Okay. This is the kind of thing that it could be someone's like signature creation, but you've never heard of anything like this. So, okay. Yeah, there's no way to attach it back to anybody. I mean, except for that uh, Velvet Room nameplate. True. This stuff is just a uh, weird, bought it out of the back of somebody's shop kind of stuff. Um, next time, because I think it, we should wrap this up but next time uh ericene's gonna wonder if has ericene ever I, the thing that i'm gonna want to know next time is has ericene ever experienced any like designer drugs like this before okay and yeah before we try and figure out a, a heading to go into this feels currently like a bit of a side quest mm-hmm. i don't see um, yeah same yeah i don't see how th- this substance is stopping the magical flow but i'm interested in keeping an ear out for it just because personally as an alchemist i'm curious about this kind of stuff but total side quest material yeah and yeah i agree and as a wizard i'm interested in where this magic's coming from and who might be coming up who might be working it yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and if i can get a hold of a wizard to milk that would be uh, (laughs) that'd be a bonus you know whatever you do in the privacy of your den is really up to you i was gonna say as long as it's consensual yeah i was so long as he consents to being in the cage it's fine I don't even have to do the milking. We have machines for that. Just who boy. <laughs> I just I mean like how much of this is unusable at this point? <laughs> Less than you'd think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Primary attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. Questions, comments, feedback? Email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. 
If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primary attribute pod or on Twitter at prime attribute or at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for every one of our dank memes. Castles and Crusades is published by Troll Lord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Thanks, Aaron! Our logo was designed by Adam. Thanks, Adam! Editing this week by Ian. Thanks, Ian! We hope to you listen again next time to Primary Attribute. Say, I'm not hallucinating there. Right? <laughs> nope. Nope, we heard it. <laughs> I heard sirens earlier, but that's funnier. <laughs> yes. Wait, did that come from outside nope. of our. No, no, that was Ian's. That was that Ian's. Was Ian's? Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, good. <sighs> I'm so sorry. They're very expressive neighbors, and I live next to a major street, so who knows? <laughs> sure. Anyway, now that our local cheering section appears to have quieted down. <laughs> <laughs>